0: This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law & Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am here with Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse. How are you doing this morning, Sheriff?
1: Doing great. How are you, Mike?
0: I am amazing. Uh, I'm upright and walking, uh, which is always good, and I'm going to stick with that. But of course, uh, I didn't tell you, I told you I had some car trouble. I didn't tell you that the problem was I couldn't find my car keys. (laughs) And then I got here, and the recorder had low battery, and the extra batteries are in the other car right so you know it's that kind of morning and so we're just gonna push right past and get to the stats yes sir Um, it was a busy
1: week Uh, since we met last Wednesday the jail has booked in 90 individuals 24 females 66 males Uh, that's back basically back to where we were before uh, COVID started we've got 352 average so far this year, uh, 332 in jail today, and 44 of those are out-of-county inmates.
0: All right. So, yeah, it sounds like uh, we're pretty much back to normal. Yes, sir. Uh, Because we definitely had seen a a, a dip in the stats as uh, the pandemic went on and as the shutdown went on. But now that everything's opened up, we're getting back to normal. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. You had... Kind of a big one last Friday night, a shooting to take care of that yes, we want sir. to talk about. Uh but first I want to get into this a little bit. Hey, let's talk about something totally different. Let's talk about uh COVID nineteen. <laughs> yes, sir. Because uh you had some news about COVID nineteen this week. Yes, sir. Unfortunately yesterday we did have a
1: uh jailer um that tested positive. Uh the jailer is is doing good. Um, th- They are uh, sick, but they're doing good. And uh, so with that, uh, come along a lot of other precautions that we're taking, uh, basically sending another 12 employees home for quarantine because they had contact with that jailer. Um, Luckily, the jailer did not have uh, a lot of contact with, she was at the booking desk, so there was not a lot of contact with the inmate population, so we were blessed there. Um, but still, we've got to uh, take it very seriously and uh, just constantly watching the inmates and then all of the other things that we have, all the other precautions that we have uh, in place. Uh, still cleaning 18 hours a day, never stopped. Our doors are still locked. Um, so uh, there's there's still a lot of stuff going on i'm also looking at uh, we'll probably start today that our intakes as people come to jail we are going to do some rearranging and uh, we'll just go ahead and start whether they have symptoms or not uh, we'll go ahead and start quarantining them off in a separate part of the jail for 14 days uh, just trying to keep it out
0: right all right so let's take this step by step and break this down number one the jailer who tested positive is sick, does have symptoms, but is not so sick, then needs to be in hospital or anything like that. Correct. All right, because well, that's, that's what we want to make sure of and, and, and you know, our prayers are that the jailer will get better. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. Number two, so you say that you've had to send home 12 employees because of their contact with his jailer. And so now they, they, they go for two weeks.
1: Yes, they're going for 14 days. Right. That's like an entire
0: shift. Yes, it's pretty close. I think there's
1: there's actually 15 people on that shift, and 12 of them had contact with her. So, uh, yeah, we pretty much lost an entire shift.
0: Wow. All right, so tell me what kind of impact that has on your, um, you know, come on now, guys. You, you have to understand that the, the sheriff's department is a big machine a a a business for one of a better word um and so what's that do to the organizational continuity you're trying to get things just done over the next two weeks
1: luckily uh we've got some outstanding employees Uh, we we reached out and called yesterday and said hey we've got some stuff we need some help employees jumped up um they're going to be tired because they work 12-hour shifts but uh looks like they're going to be working 14 days straight um wow on the 12-hour shifts but uh they were all willing to uh come to work and help out uh we just got to do our best to keep all of them healthy keep all of them in- i was going to say the next
0: thing if, if if i'm you i'm saying my prayers that no one else right get sick because if you lose in another shift you're in real trouble. Yes, I, I would be.
1: If, if if I lose another shift, I'm, I'm in in very serious trouble. I, I'd still have people to cover it, but uh, it would almost be too much on the employees. Yeah,
0: that's that's crazy. Alright, so now this is actually the second case that has come through your office. The yes. first one was someone in admin on this side of the building. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, the sheriff's uh, office and the the patrol officers and the investigators and all of that are on one side of this building, the, the, the justice center. On the other side is the jail. Yes, sir. And so the first person was admin here on this side and now this is the jail on that side. So it's actually two different things. Yes, sir. Um, It's not like you haven't been doing things to try and keep COVID-19 out. (laughs) Right. So let's let's step through some of the things that you've been doing. Now, uh, I ask you this coming in because you usually are standing outside every morning when I come by uh, for our little interview. And uh, so I just walk up to you and we come in that way. Um, County offices are open, but your front door's not.
1: Right, our front doors are still closed. Um, we have a deputy posted there and, uh, if anybody comes in, they, the deputy goes outside and makes contact with them, see what kind of, uh, help we can give that individual. If they do need to come into, into the building, there is a questionnaire. We check their temperature, uh, you know, we're still doing a lot of zoom meetings for attorneys, uh, still doing a lot of zoom meetings for court, uh, we've cut down on our transports of the inmates. Uh, We are, like I said earlier, we're cleaning, uh, cleaning the facility for 18 hours a day, nonstop. Uh, There's not any work crews out. Uh, You know, all the inmate population is here. The one, the trustees that are back there working, their their job is just
0: to clean. I was going to say, when you say we're cleaning 18 hours a day, that's not hyperbole. That's not you saying something. Literally, you have inmate crews cleaning this building 18 hours a day. They start at one end, come all the way through. When they're done, they go back to the beginning and do it again. Yes, sir. And that's been going on since this first started, right? Yes, it has. It has. All right. So, considering the fact that you're doing all that and the fact that you've still had a couple of cases, are there anything, any other... um, anything else that you're looking at to implement in the future
1: Uh, right now we are going to start quarantining inmates as they come in um we'll if they get arrested they'll come in we'll process them we'll put them in another end of the jail uh, that i do have empty right now that i was prepared for if somebody does get sick and i'll be able to work i've got six uh six dormitories open so Uh, We'll just put them down there and quarantine them off for 14 days just as a precaution uh, before they go into the back of the uh, inmate population. We did make contact with Van Zandt County and Rockwall County yesterday to say, hey, we do have a positive jailer. Um, So they are not going to be bringing any more inmates. Uh, The inmates that are here will be here for 14 more days. And then if everything goes like I'm hoping it's going to go, then we'll get
0: back to normal i was yeah. going to say they're important because that's who brings outside inmates here
1: right yes and actually luckily we got the test results back early yesterday because rockwall was bringing us 22 more inmates we made the phone call and they turned them back around and right. and uh so uh to limit their exposure right because
0: you don't want to take it from here and then pass it on to Rockwall. right Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of communication that goes on with that. Well, it seems like everywhere I go and everywhere I talk to people, no matter how much we want it to go away, no matter how much we want to think, oh, life is back to normal. Life is not back to normal. That's true. We we still have to deal with uh, COVID-19 everywhere we turn. All right, so let's move on. Um, before we get out of here, I want to talk about this uh, case you had last Friday. You had a shooting, a pretty involved shooting to deal with.
1: Yes, we did. It was about, it was uh, June 19th. Uh, it was about a little after 4 a.m. when dispatch notified me of a, a shooting that was uh, happened over in the Oak Harbor subdivision uh, on the west side, just outside of Gunbarrel City. and. Um, through the investigation we learned that Devonte gray and his roommate were involved in an altercation at their residence and uh Devontae had pulled a gun on his roommate the roommate fled the uh residence and went into oak harbor and was asking for some help there was a guy out there that that went out and assisted the roommate and they were looking for, uh, he had dropped his cell phone, they were on the street looking for his cell phone. Devonte Gray pulls back up, finds the roommate, there's another altercation. The guy that was out there trying to help uh, the roommate saw that Gray did have a firearm. He went and, and retrieved the shotgun, um, told Gray there was another altercation between the two roommates. He told Gray he needed to leave. Gray pulled a pistol on him, fired at him, actually struck him, uh, grazed him, and he returned fire. Gray was hit, and uh, then Gray went by uh, private vehicle to the hospital, and we were called, and the investigation began. And right now, uh, Gray is in custody. Uh, He's still at the hospital, but he is in custody for uh, two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and possession of a firearm by felon and he was arraigned and is has a $750,000
0: bond. So um yeah, very violent interaction. Yes. <coughs> Luckily we don't see that all that often here in Anderson. And we we do see it but not as often as right. some right. others. Right, we don't. Um, so but everybody's okay. Yes. The neighbor who helped the roommate
1: he's okay he was actually hit but it was a graze uh, so he was blessed that it was just a graze and then uh, Gray was shot in the abdomen and uh, he's recovering
0: is gray the only one going to be charged yes he is
1: well the the entire case right now that's he was the aggressor he was the one that started this he started uh, he shot first uh, however, it will be filed with the DA's office, and it will brought, be brought before a grand jury. Sure. And if the grand jury sees that somebody else needs to be charged, they can surely file an indictment. Right.
0: That'll be that'll be up to the grand jury yes. about how they want to go through that. You'll just do the investigation, present the case, and let them decide that part of it. Yes. All right. Well, hey, we got away without anyone dying. Yes, sir. Which is a blessing. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Sheriff, I know you have a ton of stuff to do. I'm sitting here. I'm about to reach over, pick up the recorder, and the recorder is sitting on a packet that says (laughs) COVID-19 pandemic response. And so, yeah, thank you for letting us know what's going on in the Sheriff's Department. Uh, We will be back next week to find out what's going on. Thank you. Thank you.